welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is... One Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast where we talk about the, the sun, the sand, the romance, and then sometimes when the sand and the sun get too much and then you find it in places that you didn't expect. Um, <laughs> all the good stuff and all the bad stuff of your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on networks like Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, etc. You know it. Yeah. So since it is still August and we are still in summer. Uh, in summer. In summer. So th- there is a part of me that's like, well, this is like a beautiful, like would be a great, like, I don't know, winter vacation movie too. But it's, but I don't sure. Today we're talking about the Hallmark movie, Sun, Sand, and Romance, which came out August 26th. 2017. And this is what Hallmark has to say about what this movie's about. Kate is a driven publishing exec visiting a summer resort. Again, summer question mark, but whatever, it doesn't matter. (laughs) With her boyfriend, Eric. There, she runs into Shep, an old high school friend and fellow camp counselor who is now the activities director. Shep tries to convince her to take advantage of all the resort has to offer. She reluctantly caves when Eric is pulled away on business. As carefree Shep helps Kate rediscover her fun side, Kate helps Shep to stop hiding from life and realize his own potential. In the end, Kate must make a choice. Oh no. (laughs) Choice. Uh, And this, it stars Trisha Helfer. Paul Campbell, Scott Elrod, and Sadie Robertson. Though, really, it's just Trisha and Paul. Who cares about the rest of people? (laughs) (laughs) Here, here. (laughs) All right. So here is our our, uh, beachside book rendition of, of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trisha Helfer's workaholic, Kate, is finally going on vacation. A whole week in Cancun with her boyfriend and only one little career-defining presentation that needs to get done while she's on this vacation. Oh, yeah. Um, and just who little, knows? Though, I mean, it's just little. It's not the thing that we've ever heard before where, you know, you do this presentation and you get the big promotion. <laughs> Never heard it. We won't even talk about it later. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but she's also thinking that perhaps boyfriend Eric might propose, you know, vacation is romantic. They're uh, in, in alignment, you know, the whole story. But Kate is going to sit poolside. No ocean for this gal who has a fear of deep water and op- like the open water. No. So she's going to sit poolside and soak up the sun and relax as only a workaholic can relax with her laptop. Upon arriving at the resort, the person who greets Kate and Eric is Shep, played by Paul Campbell. He and Kate were camp counselors together back in the day. How fun to run into an old friend! He's now the activities director at the resort, so he's ready, willing, and able to help them get their fun on while they're there. Though Kate is feeling the pool, seeing Shep brings back thoughts of her childhood dreams, specifically her dream to write children's books. So at dinner, 
Eric learns that his idol in the real estate development realm, which just boggles my mind. <laughs> my God, that's my hero in the real estate world. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure it's happening. Well, anyway, this idol is also staying at the same resort. Also a workaholic, Eric decides that a romantic vacation with his lady love is the perfect time to introduce himself to this man. And because it goes so well, Eric is then invited to spend the day with him, leaving Kate all by her lonesome. But to the rescue comes Shep. He knows all of the things to do, and he is not going to let her work too much on her vacation. So they go on a hike. He gets her to zip line, even though she's scared. And Kate is remembering now that she does have a fun side. She could be adventurous. Yes, she can, just as long as there's no deep water. Absolutely. <laughs> that night, Eric has planned for them to have a romantic dinner. Kate follows the rose petal path laid out by Shep until, eek, there's an iguana. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> they can't have a romantic dinner now, obviously. The iguana has ruined it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so their romantic night gets postponed. Maybe Eric was going to propose, but we'll never know because there was no dinner. They have a regular resort dinner, a.k.a. really nice, just not rose petal nice. And then Shep essentially ropes them into playing the resort version of the newlywed game. Yeah. And it turns out that Eric might not listen when Kate talks. That's <laughs> basically what I learned from this. And maybe she's not the workaholic she's been playing for years. Uh, which means, you know, trouble in paradise, maybe? Literally. <laughs> Literally, yes. But Hannah, are you saying that the other guy might not know Kate for who she really is? <gasps> no. Why never... would I ever say such a thing like that, Katie? We've never heard that before and we won't talk about it later. <laughs> So anyway, the next day, Eric has arranged to go with the developer, you know, his idol guy, um, to a site where he wants to build a new resort. Kate is supposed to come. She's invited and everything. But when the cruise ship that they were supposed to sail to this place turns out to be a sailboat, her deep fear of the ocean kicks in and she backs out. So another day without Eric. So Shep teaches her to paddleboard. He has to entertain her somehow, so the yeah. paddleboarding is a success. Then they go for a horseback ride on the beach, not romantic at all. Then they go shopping in the market, not romantic at all. And it's a really fun day. And Kate is not working at <gasps> all. Wow, very cool. But she is sad when Eric calls to say that he's going to be staying overnight in this resort development area and he won't be back that night to have their redo romantic dinner time. So it's up to Shep to hang with Kate some more. You know, hardship for him, we know. During their time together, they talk about how Shep ended up at the resort. It turns out he's actually a lawyer by trade, but hated being a divorce lawyer. He knew he did want to do family law, but somehow was given all the divorce cases and it depressed him. Certainly sounds to me like he wants to do like adoption law. <laughs> like that was, it was like, he was like, I want to bring people together. Um, but it's fine, whatever. So he's been jumping from resort to resort doing the adult version of Camp Counselor. 
essentially living in the time he was last truly happy, says my psychologist hat. Uh, he's even put in for a transfer to Tahiti, which is essentially a fake place, as far as I'm concerned. Like, I, I feel like Tahiti is what you say when you just are trying to be like somewhere else. Yeah, it's either Tahiti or Fiji. Yeah, like but I mean, like I I, I, I know that Tahiti is a real place and that. There are people there, but it just feels like it's your your standard stand-in for like somewhere else. That Fair. sounds nice. I feel that, except I would say let's just do it. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go be an entertainment director in Tahiti. I don't care. Oh yeah, I mean, I I no real judgment other than I wish they had thought of something more interesting where he would have had mm-hmm. to work harder to figure out what people should do. I don't know, make oh. it more interesting. I don't know. Like, Here. like it would have liked like a Thailand or something. That was kind of where my brain went to. Yeah. It's like, what else could you do in Thailand? Yeah. Everything. Elephants. Ethelantes. Okay. So when Eric finally returns, Shep sadly returns Kate to her real boyfriend. He's clearly caught the feels. And that night when they do have their dinner... Eric does propose without a ring, though, because he wasn't really thinking about getting married to Kate. But the developer said, you should be married because married marriage look good, makes, looks good for business. So he's like, cool, maybe I'll ask her to marry me then. So like all the wrong reasons. Um, Shep accidentally sees this and assumes that he lost his chance. Kate, on the other hand, is not ready to say yes to Eric. After all that time with Shep, She's also having her doubts. The following day, Kate decides to turn down Eric's proposal. Being with Shep has reminded her of who she wants to be. She even has a story she really wants to write. Shep has gotten the Tahiti transfer and decides to leave immediately, thinking it will be better for him to get away from memories of Kate. When Kate tracks him down, he initially rebuffs her, but when she finds him again waiting for the bus to the airport so he can, you know, go to Tahiti, she puts her heart out there. It takes a minute, but as Shep is about to get on the bus and leave, he realizes that he is being stupid and goes back to kiss Kate. Aw. When you said heart and Tahiti in the same (laughs) sentence, I was like, it's the heart of Tahiti. All right, so he goes back and he kisses Kate. So since one kiss means forever, we get another one one year later, which means yeah, yeah, forever. Woohoo! This one year later, we have Shep and Kate on their honeymoon back at the Cancun Resort, same resort because you know that's where they're filming this. This is the location. Um, Kate's book is published and it's a hit. Shep is back to being a lawyer, but this time is working in the type of family law he wants and he's happy. And Kate and Shep are here to have a true work-free vacation in paradise. And kisses on the beach at sunset are had. When it comes to this successful year, I want to know their formula because they both have gotten the career they want, have gotten married, and are on their honeymoon within a year. So, wow. Wow. Good job. <laughs> Successful lawyer, 
published book and getting recognized for her work. <laughs> By children. By children. I'm sorry. Like, I don't In know. Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think to myself, like, I don't think I recognize that books were written by people at like seven. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I even remember once kind of being like animated movies are drawn. <laughs> like, right, and my like, mom said, what did you think they were? I'm like, I don't know, but not that. <laughs> right. It just like I, I did genuinely didn't conceptualize that people were involved in certain processes. <laughs> But it worked for the story. So cute. Whatever. Great. Um, Hannah, this movie has so many things to talk about. Some of them what the fucky. Some of them, aw, the feelsies. Mm -hmm. What the funsies. Um, So let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I would just like to start off. With my ma- my major what the fuck of this movie was, as someone who was about to get married in Cancun or in mm-hmm. Cancun area, so this movie mm-hmm. was very very close to my heart, and I'm mm-hmm. sort of mad that we're not doing this next May, but um, we're fine. It's great because I'm so excited that it's part of this summer. Um, there are way too many white people at this resort. Like we have one person that has a Spanish accent and. Like most of the time in Cancun, you have people who are locals or at least from Mexico. Uh, I think we got about halfway through this movie before I realized we were in Cancun. <laughs> the, okay, this is true. I mean, I do have a note saying, um, saying, where is this resort? The manager has an accent, but like everyone in this resort is super white. I'm like, but I'm looking at the water. I'm like, okay, we're someplace sort of somewhere. Maybe we're in like Aruba or whatever. It's kind of, or someplace it's an American subsidiary, whatever. Yeah, sure. But then I noticed Mayan behind the guy on like the whiteboard and on the whiteboard which we'll get to later says a cenote on it which i know or there's so many cenotes in mexico so i'm like wow if we are actually in a mexican resort there's so many white people here and then he finally says cancun i went dear lord (laughs) yeah yeah well i i think it took me because i had seen this movie before and i just assumed it was hawaii ah okay that does make Um, sense when it is not um because the other part speaking of the cenotes which like lost my mind a little bit um because you know as as we've alluded to before you're getting married in cancun or cancun adjacent yes. so i have been looking at traveling to Canada that doesn't area. Do research at all no none <laughs> um it's because he takes her to a cenote at one mm-hmm. point and he's like these are off the like beaten path for tourists and i was like what the fuck are you talking about they advertise cenotes everywhere and since we're talking about it (laughs) at the beginning of the movie cenote is listed in his excursion list so to say that this is like no one no tourists don't come here i'm like fuck you it's on your agenda (laughs) (laughs) liar pants on fire right but like uh, essentially, because I've been, you know, as as somebody who doesn't want to have a car, it means like having to do sort of like tours if I want to yeah. go somewhere else. And almost all of them are like, go see the ruins, and on the way back, stop a stop at a cenote. Like, yeah, they, that's what they do. It's what they're there for. 
Um, so there are a few other things that I find a little bit confusing. Okay. And, and not like it. confusing, confusing, but just like, huh. Uh, so first of all, when Eric and the developer guy go to visit the place where he wants to build this resort, he's talking about building this resort, but then there's also a r- place for them to stay and like, what is it? Like a a couple room mock-up resort like i don't what is it where are they staying <laughs> literally i think it's I, it gave me the like they're staying in the model home like arrested development <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> but like why is that why would that be there you wouldn't make a model home like thing for a resort that you were building like it's no. just such a baffling are you building this or are you not building this what is happening what i imagined it being was like he owned like property and whatever, but he wants to buy the surrounding property and then build it up. So he might have already owned a home there and now he mm. wants to make it a resort. But then if he did, why would he be staying at the resort? Very good questions. Maybe he likes the entertainment. Maybe they've got that they've that that ceviche tasting that was also on the whiteboard is not to be missed. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. I honestly hadn't thought about that, so it's a good point. Yeah, there were. I mean, basically, Eric is is the confusion confusion for me, um, because so like they have th- that romantic dinner that like sort of seemed like he was going to propose, but yeah. then clearly he wasn't going to propose because he hadn't thought about proposing to her like it well the thing that he said that he wanted the thing that he's been wanting to talk to her about is he found a parcel of land that he wants to invest with her in like and that's when the development said the developer he's like yeah we're going to talk to her about this thing and this is what it is and the developer said you might want to think about changing the question buddy because a girl like that is gonna you know like being married looks good and she would looks good on your arm basically so don't don't miss out on that I mean, it, it like I I do have like marriage looks good in business. Gross. No. Yes. <laughs> it made me think of. I know this is so dumb, but like every time they were like business or whatever, I thought of Sam the Eagle. Business. Yeah. <laughs> it is very good for business. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just sort of like. But even just the whole thing, like this romantic dinner, and then when he does propose. He does it before dinner, and then I guess they just have dinner? Do they just have dinner where she's like, maybe? And then they have breakfast, and it's still maybe? (laughs) Like, all I can think of. Hypothetically sleeping in the same bed next to each other. Oh, no, no. Okay. That I know they're not doing because they did not, their check in, not so subtly, got them two rooms. I missed that. Oh my yeah. god, Hannah! Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's they have two rooms. <sighs> they are not sleeping together. This is Hallmark, Katie. I forgot. I forgot where <laughs> we were. Hallmark in 2017, even man, yeah. even no. more so. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Good thing they make all the monies, because <laughs> yeah, they they can they save can... your resources, share a room, friends. Right. Right. Get a room with two beds. Fine. Yeah, like, sure. That'd be harder to explain. It would be harder to explain. Um, there were like a couple other small like what the fuck moments that I was thinking about. She wants to write children's books. 
right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. the only thing that bugs me sort of about that is, well, it doesn't bug me about it, but there's a moment where like the kids see her. They're like, Kate, 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 tell us another story. And she's like, okay, well, once upon a time there was a princess and she needed to choose between two men. And, um, <laughs> and- Oh, that was that was rough. And the kids are like pretending. They're like, what happens in the story? She's like, when I find out, I'll let you know. And I'm like, this is a story that'd be way boring for children. <laughs> like, right. Also, I just don't really believe that somebody who like desperately wants to write children's books and clearly has been obsessing over Peg the Platypus for mm, 20 Decades. years. Yeah. Um, like Peg the Platypus feels like the kind of story that is a series to me so why doesn't peg the plat like okay she told them the peg the platypus origin story but then like why isn't there a like peg the platypus goes to school peg the platypus gets a new baby you know (laughs) i feel like that's what I just like that it gets a new baby. I love that. <laughs> well, I, I love you didn't so want to say has a new baby because that's wrong. <laughs> I love it. But the children, peg, children tend to take ownership story. of little si- little siblings. I like um, it. Or, like you know, uh, pet the, uh, Peg the Platypus visits grandma. I, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Peg the Platypus goes on a field trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Peg the Platypus learns a lesson. I don't peg know. Peg the Platypus bakes a cookie and gives it to a mouse right like i just i felt like at the very least this woman knows more of what peg the platypus is doing but i think that's a good point um my other small like because we're talking about resorts and whatever Mm -hmm. is one thing that made me go what the fuck is they are given drinks upon arrival at a resort, which happens and it's delicious. But that drink looks like red wine. And I'm like, if there's one thing that you might really not want to drink when you're in 90 degree weather in a tropical location is drink red wine. I mean, maybe with dinner. Sure, I've done it. But you kind of want something like fruity or bubbly or something. Yeah, something something that's going to take the edge off the heat. Yes, not Red wine. And you could say, oh, it might have been sangria, but there was no ice in that cup. Yeah. It was flat. Yeah. yeah so. No. Also, like, I don't know. The, the resort kind of confused me in certain ways because, like, it seemed like there was a lot to do and they had a lot of options. But that Shep was unneeded most of the time because he could give her so much one-on-one. And then at one point... <laughs> They were like, Shep is a class act. And then he immediately, or has just, I don't remember the the timeline exactly, given his notice of, can today be my last day? (laughs) And they're like, sure, buddy, I got you. Yeah, like. Class act. Class act my ass. You cannot do that. (laughs) I have it. I mean, we'll get into Hallmark Hallmark soon, but that's, there's a Hallmark Hallmark in there somewhere. But I also had by a, a, another what the fuck that you reminded me of was um, like how she, like Shep is the activities coordinator. So he knows all these activities and he's like making her do all this stuff. And for me, mm-hmm. I want to lounge by the motherfucking pool. 
I want a book in my hand and a drink in the other hand. And then what I like to do is read and then swim and then read and then swim. And then maybe like, you know, eat some food and then do it over again like five more times. So if you want to tell me that like I'm doing my vacation wrong because I'm not necessarily being active every minute of the day, I like doing it sometimes. But not all the time. Stop forcing me, Shep. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He was a little pushy for the, like, you need to do things. Though I, I get that a lot of the time he was trying to get her to not work, which fair. That is fair. But at one point she really was, like, about to, like, read a book. And that's when he's like, you need to help me build sandcastles and then tell the kids a story. Right. <laughs> Now nah, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> you go do your job now. <laughs> Thanks, Chef. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, not to jump right into Hallmark Hallmarks, but Hallmark Hallmark. someone is working on vacation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and however you take that, whether that's working on her, her real job or working on Chef's jobs. I mean, I guess I might as well say the hallmark hallmark I was implying before is um, a person can spend all of their work time with one person. (laughs) Yeah. There are no other guests. Nope. (laughs) Only Zool. Mm. All right. So let's let's really jump into it. Um, So we have a workaholic and a laid back carefree person. Yes. This is a funny one, but there's someone named Marco. Remember there was like a string of like Hallmark movies where there was just a person named Marco and we were doing polo all over all over Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um they are old friends. Yes. If you do this one thing, you'll get their promotion. Mhm. Uh there is a major car logo sighting at the beginning of this movie when they pull into the resort oh hey cool do i remember which car logo no doesn't matter also no (laughs) although i did see that the cab license plate that she takes at the end is is 10 15 try (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh that's so sweet she's going to try (laughs) anyway that's neither here nor there um the boyfriend doesn't really understand her or know her as well as this old friend mm-hmm. we have someone or multiple someone's suppressing their true talent yes <laughs> i had that down as secret creative passion <laughs> uh he doesn't want to be settled uh, he introduces ter- he introduces her to many activities she has never tried she has a signature necklace. She does. We make a wish with a coin in a fountain. Ooh, yeah. Uh, she is ditched for work by her so-called boyfriend. Nice. We have a, fan- a fast dance into a slow dance. That's what I have. Though I, I called it forced into a slow dance when they meant to do a fast one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which did lead to a interrupted kiss. Yeah, we have a couple almost kisses yeah. in this movie. Um, quoting a person back to them. He was engaged once. <laughs> yeah, he was engaged once. You know what also is a hallmark hallmark? Going into family law. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> 
Um, she literally falls into him. Yeah, she does. Um, walking in on a proposal, but not staying till the end. I have that th- one as well, though I said I don't fault him this time because he's being respectful. True. And he was doing his uh, – he was being good at his job at that point because they were like, this champagne is warm. And he was coming with fresh champagne. Yeah. No, like like it was – it was accidental, and he he walked like overheard the proposal without hearing the how it ended. Yeah, and coming jumping to conclusions. But I was like, but on the other hand, he was doing he he acted appropriately. True. So true. Um, and I my last one that I have is one year later. One year later. Um, I did have the uh, she follows him to the airport. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing True. but one year later <laughs> it's so good great yes. well done good job us yeah there is a pretty, lot in this movie for sure this yeah. was chock full of hallmark hallmark yeah pretty uh, parade pretty parade um i i have a few things to say some of them are pretty some of them are anti and some of them are just observations sweet <laughs> Um, so to start my pretty was she is wearing this like blue sailor jumpsuit thing um, to go cruising. And then when she says no to getting on the sailboat that I just was like, oh, she looks phenomenal in this like mm. dark blue jumpsuit that I was really into. I love it. My anti is uh, the ring that Eric eventually does buy for her. And she said that she officially turns him down with is boring. It's just like, nah, nothing yeah. special. And I was like, eh. um, I did notice that she wears the same bathing suit in various colors. Oh, this movie. She has like three of them. It's very. It was like, huh? Most people well, have different cuts, but okay. Um, and. I noticed that she wears blue almost exclusively, except occasionally when she's with Shep, she wears pink. And I was trying to read into it, and I couldn't quite figure it out, but I did notice, and I would—I don't know if it, if it was conscious or not. It might have been, because I think, and I can't, my only pretty parade besides, like, the ocean and the general beauty of a beach resort Um and correct me if I'm wrong, but all my notes say is everything about her last outfit, which I believe was all pink. Yeah, it might have been. So it may be pink is like the color of her love for Shep. Maybe. And her hair was just really pretty. And Yeah. I mean, she's very pretty. So. I mean, come on. <laughs> she's glorious. So. Across the universe? Across the universe. So I have a few. Yeah. The first one that, of course, I'm going to talk about is... We have a papers in the pool love actually moment. <laughs> yes, we sure do. <laughs> Which I feel like happens a decent amount in Hallmark movies as well. Maybe we should let them have the uh, the credit, but it's always going to be the love actually moment. Yes, it is. At least this time, what I liked about that moment was he goes, if you've got the file, we'll just print them again. <laughs> it wasn't like the only copy. <laughs> I really appreciated that too. He was like, yeah. No, we're not going to save these papers. This is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And my my other one uh, was that in terms of like the workaholic 
free-spirited old friend sort of like surprised by love with also with Paul Campbell. Those were both my across the universes too, especially because like he gives up the the grind to be like a free spirit, whatever, same, same character um, ish. But I had one more. Okay. That's very small. Okay. And I think you'll enjoy it. I'm Eric. Yeah. Eric and Kate have a line, have a a little banter at the beginning of the movie where he go, you know, they're, where they're saying how happy they are together. And she said, and he goes, we finish each other's. And she says, spreadsheets. (laughs) (laughs) So I felt like that was a total like frozen moment. (laughs) Love it. And I thought it was cute. Um, And, you know, I also did have in a personal across the universe that this is a resort in Cancun like your wedding Cancun adjacent Riviera Maya Yucatan Peninsula yeah but I kind of felt like it was the same place I just it really does look similar yeah it's the same spot but if only Paul Campbell was there too but if Paul Campbell was maybe there would be no wedding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding Billy He's not listening to this, though. But just FYI, Paul Campbell is one of those people that Billy would be like, yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) He he watched a movie with me once and he goes, yeah, I like that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like me too. New and noteworthy? Um, I had a couple. Great. Uh, My first was that he stopped himself from kissing her even though – he was the one leaning in and she never said or did anything discouraging to him. He mm-hmm. was like, no, I shouldn't do this on his own. And like, I don't know, That's that nice. felt kind of like mature of him. Yeah. As did he like learns over, like he lets her explain what happened at the proposal without accusing her of getting engaged without like taking his feelings into account or like some like bullshit thing that I feel like would have often happened in a movie like this where it's like no she doesn't owe you anything like she could absolutely have gotten engaged and you wouldn't have a leg to stand on and she's trying to say like she didn't do that and you let her get it out and like understood that and granted it didn't end where she thought it was going to end at that point but like I don't know It, it just felt like this character had more maturity than your average homework character. I feel that (laughs) for sure. And I do feel like Paul Campbell brings a certain level of depth to some of his characters, which might not be on the page. So good job. Yeah. With that. Did you have any? I had one. Um, We spend a lot of screen time with Eric and the developer like more than I think we usually do with that sort of like character plot. Mm-hmm. Like they have quite a few scenes alone together. So I thought that was pretty new that we saw so much of that side. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I do want to add really fast because sometimes we mention these things that um, there are some shows that have a lot of Hallmark actors in them. We just want to acknowledge that uh, Lucifer is one of those shows. And uh <laughs> Lucifer <laughs> and Trisha Helfer is a major, major character on Lucifer, and here she is in our Hallmark movie, um, and she's wonderful and lovely. So, yep. putting that there, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did you have a supporting shout out? If I picked any supporting shout out, it would be the inflatable pool toys. Okay, well, I will read you what I wrote. Perfect. 
I feel like the only supporting characters in this movie are Eric, the developer guy, and Shep's number two, who is a terrible actor. <laughs> yes. Oops. I, I'm sorry, but she, oh, I just, like, like when, every, time, every time she was on screen, I was like, oh, just get off my screen. I don't want to, like, <laughs> your earnestness is upsetting. Um, so my supporting shout out was Peg the Platypus. <laughs> sounded like a cute book and I kind of want to read it yeah I mean I did I did like the actual like Spanish speaking boss guy uh-huh, he was yeah. fine but I, he didn't stick out enough for me to shout it out so yeah let's say peg the platypus as an inflatable pool toy <laughs> there we go winner winner of all the things done done kiss meter <laughs> okay so we have two kisses mm-hmm. um for me I rated them both the same because okay. I thought they were pretty consistently the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I said a six, maybe okay. a six point five. I'm gonna. There was nothing wrong with it. It was a perfectly fine kiss, but I felt a little let down because I was feeling the chemistry between both of them like super hard before they kissed. So the when they actually kissed, it was a little bit like, hey, you know. All right, I want to read you my note now. Oh my god. Okay. So I was nicer than you, but so because I gave it a 7.2. Oh, okay. And I said, I kind of wanted something more. I don't think it was a bad kiss per se. It's just not the kiss I feel I deserved. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. Perfect. (laughs) Um, Though I I did rate the other one differently because I gave it a (laughs) 7.3. Because <laughs> I said it was very similar, though the second one is just slightly better to me. <laughs> super just, fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, so super fair. Great. And this is why we consume the same things, because we seem to have the same <laughs> level of enjoyment sometimes. <laughs> <sighs> so, Katie, would you recommend watching this movie to other people? Yeah, this, sure, I absolutely would. This was my very first time watching this movie, which is weird because I feel like it happens all the time, every summer, whatever. Um, I think it's super cute to very strong, beautiful to look at actors. Paul Campbell is, can do no wrong, really, in my opinion. Um, Makes me want to go to Mexico. Oh, wait, I am. So, yeah, two thumbs up for this one. How about you, Hannah? Yeah, I think this movie is really like adorable I feel like this is one of those ones where I like I feel like I liked the acting of everybody I needed to like and I find it fun and ridiculous in the best ways and again like it's a Paul Campbell movie like you have to do a lot to make me like not want to watch a Paul Campbell movie like and how and I I don't I feel like like Trisha Helfer has done more than this but not too many more. And I feel like it's sort of surprising because she feels like perfect for these kinds of roles. She sure does. I I mean, I know that she's a woman of a certain age at this point, but that doesn't matter because they're starting to tell more stories where we have yeah. like people who have later in life romances or whatever. She is about five years older than Paul Campbell. And sometimes I feel like I felt that, but not really. I thought they had great chemistry. Yeah. And no, I, I didn't. It didn't bother me. Some, sometimes I feel like we have talked about how those things like are noticeable where you're mm-hmm. like, 
you just feel different ages in a way that is uncomfortable but like no yeah this i i i believed that they were contemporaries and i didn't really question it and i also didn't really question like you know it was clear that these were people in their 30s like these were not 20 somethings but also you know that kind of worked for people who had like given up on their dreams. So maybe that's why I like it so much. <laughs> we find our dreams again, Hannah. We do, we do, we do. <sighs> Yay! Happy Yay! summer, guys. Happy summer. Um so make sure that you are following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. One kiss means forever. One and the four are numerals. And we are live tweeting when we can. And if you would like to email us, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com, all spelled out like it is on our logo. And as always, thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we'll see you in a couple weeks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. I am Moana. Get on my boat. (laughs) We love kids.